Hello everyone. Welcome to Business Line podcast and this is your host Anjana. There are a lot of conversations on menstrual leaves that's going around. So, we thought why not bring in a medical expert and talk regarding the necessity of period leaves in India. Today, we have with us Dr. Madhuri Vidya Shankar, a renowned gynecologist from Motherhood Hospitals Bengaluru. She is here to spill some beans on period pain which is hitting up to half of the female population. But here is the kicker. Should every woman get a few days leave every month for periods? And have you ever wondered if popping those painkillers can put you in trouble? Dr. Madhuri has got all the scoops on these topics as well. We also talk about how periods can be a little problematic with women's productivity and if it will lead to discrimination at workplace. Listen in to know more. Doctor, I think I want to straight away get into this very important question. That is, there are a lot of discussions happening around menstrual leave policies in our country or across globe. But there's this question that, is it really a necessity? So do you think as a doctor, as a gynecologist, that these menstrual leaves are a necessity? Uh, see, considering a gynecologist's perspective, you know, we see these kind of patients day in and day out. And nearly 40 to 50 percent of the uh, young patient, young g- girls and almost around uh, 50 to 60 percent of women in the reproductive age group have these concerns you know, of dysmenorrhea, basically, that is pain during the periods. So we will have two issues during the periods. One is excessive bleeding. The other one could be uh, excessive pain during the periods. And this pain may last for one day or it may last for just few hours or for some it may last even for say like three, four or even five days. Now these are the patients who could be having adenomyosis, endometriosis, fibroids or some conditions like PID and many uh, pathological conditions could be having it for a basically longer time. Otherwise, women with normal uterus may not have as much pain. It could just last for a few hours before the periods could start. Making a menstrual leave policy for every woman may not really uh, be beneficial either to women or to the employers. You would like to put across the point that it may not be a beneficial thing for everyone. It can be beneficial for some cross-section. Yes, for some cross-section. The very fact that There are n number of medications that are available now, which can be given by a gynecologist, Mm. starting from a very mild analgesic to even to tackle the uh, biggest of the dysmenorrhea issues. You know, we have very good medications. So these have been prescribed and many women, you know, almost 80 to 90 percent of the women are really comfortable with those medications, even if they have this kind of pain. Considering the medications available, the facilities to, available to diagnose the conditions much in advance, to give the treatment for these conditions, it may not really be mandatory to give leave, you know, a blanket leave for every woman for three days during a month. It may not really be required. Of course, there are women who will require this. We can uh, tackle with them separately. That's actually my next question. So if you're suggesting to a company or if if, uh, somebody is taking an advice from you, how many days should be allowed, you know, menstrual leaves uh, to the women employees out there? How many days do you think is required? See, as I said, 
you have to individualize it. It cannot be a blanket menstrual leave policy. Individualize it. See how which patient really requires, you know, three days of leave and some may not even require any leave. So perhaps it must come from the uh, doctors that as to how many days a person may require. A patient with very severe endometriosis who has already undergone surgery and is waiting for another surgery because these patients will usually require two, three, four surgeries also. So these kind of patients and patients with adenomyosis are the ones who may certainly require some kind of leave during their periods. But again, we cannot apply the same to those women who have pain for hardly one or two hours. As a uh, practicing uh, gynecologist, have you ever seen a kind of transition in the way that women perceive uh, menstruation in today's generation? And how uh, how do you think that it was uh, in the earlier times? For example, you know, there was a generation who used to keep it uh, under the wraps and they ne never used to have discussions around it. And today we are in a place where we are actually talking about menstrual leave policies. So, how do you evaluate or how do you see a transition in the way that your patients or women in general or the society in general perceive menstruation as a concept? When you do some interviews in the rural area and in the urban area, you know, the concept that a woman has may vary totally. In rural areas, the women think that this is a part of their lives and they see it as something, a very divine thing. And they perceive it as, uh, you know, they feel that a menstruation should happen every month on time. If not, they have some issues with their health. So they use it as a mode of uh, diagnosing themselves that they could be having some issues with many of their things in the body. And post-menstruation, the kind of uh, feeling that they have that some big burden is relieved from their body. So that keeps them going till the next month. So it is not taken as a burden. You know, they anticipate the periods. They uh, literally, you know, I think compared to many others, the rural women literally anticipate the periods and they are very, very uh, particular when it comes to periods. They get back to us, you know, even if they miss two days, three days of periods, one month if they miss, yes, they are back saying that something is really wrong with them. But the same thing, you know, the urban women are very well informed. They know what it is in the schools. Also, they have very good information uh, regarding what periods is. So here, some women, if they think that, you know, this is actually bothering them, they can even take pills on their own. So many of them take pills. We see young girls, uh, the college girls taking pills on their own over the counter. So it has totally changed, you know, it is totally a divine feeling for the rural women and for uh, urban women. They are absolutely uh, not uh, really worried about this because they take it as a part of their lives and they are totally not hindered by this menstrual uh, period anymore. And the, uh, if I can say about the boys, you know, maybe in the earlier times, the boys or the men would be, uh, it, were, it was something that a particularly shameful, as you said. It was a taboo discussing these concepts in the public. But now, you know, it is very much openly discussed. That is thanks to the education, the sex education, comprehensive sex education that is being given right from the age of, say, around six standard, seven standard, eight standard in the schools, be it rural schools or urban schools. There has been abundant information and activities and workshops that are being conducted to keep our girls and boys well informed about this. So the way they pursue menstruation now to compare what it was in the earlier times has certainly taken a great change. 
that brings a lot of clarity and i have always wondered regarding the usage of pills during periods so that's my next question so how safe it is there is there are a lot of narratives that's building around a, a section of society says it's it's very cool or it's okay to have pills during your menstruation why why should you you know bear with the pain but there is also another section of society who is really against it so as a doctor what is your suggestion to curb the pain is it all right to consume medicines it is absolutely fine to be taking medicines for uh, dysmenorrhea or even uh, say excessive bleeding of course as prescribed by a gynecologist there are specific medications available for dysmenorrhea so and taking these medications for say one day two day or at the most three to five days should certainly not harm the women of course uh, the kidney issues and other things would have been already taken care of by the gynecologist and after prescribed by them you know after prescription by them it is certainly safe to take it especially the young girls who are going to the school you know they would have had their periods in say 5th 6th 7th standard it is certainly not wise to advise them to stay away from the medications they should be comfortable they should not miss their schools so if that is to be done i think it has to be uh, widely prescribed by their gynecologists and even the parents should be open to uh, allow their children use these uh, pills during the periods how do you think that uh, a problem during periods that's dysmenorrhea like you said it is uh, it is really discussed everywhere and there are a lot of narratives that's going around it but my question is will this affect the productivity of a woman at work see it will certainly disincentivize the employers to hire female workers and there may be bias against the female workers when there are both female and male contenders for the same uh, particular job with the same skill set i'm sure certainly uh, the employers would uh, want to take a male uh, for the job and also they perceive that women are already uh, having many household issues maternal social responsibilities compared to men so it may act to hinder their prospects of having a good job rather than empower women when women now are perceiving themselves as equal to men and want to reach out to every possible job that a man a man can do you know i think it is not wise to discriminate them just on the basis of menstruation where we have sufficient medications and treatments available to lead a normal life so the next question is how good is the situation in india or especially in corporate india when it comes to menstrual hygiene see corporate india what i can see from the hospitals is that you have menstrual hygiene units wherein there will be uh, dispensing uh, units for uh, sanitary pads or the tampons it is not just that you have a clean healthy toilet where the disposal you know where the women can change their pads not just that and a very good system for disposal of these used pads now this is what is very essential for wherever the uh, women employ uh, employees are there so if you consider the same thing in the schools you know you should have a menstrual unit a clean toilet and main it it is you have to basically focus on the disposal system so this is widely available in the hospitals and i'm sure in the corporate world as well but when it comes to the rural area that is when we have to give more uh, focus upon it so rural women if you provide even if you provide sanitary napkins you know if you don't provide them with disposal systems then the usage may come down 
So here it is not just focusing upon providing them with sanitary pads, safe sanitary pads. You have to also think of disposal. And this is just doing a bit. The more important thing that comes up in uh, doing these units is that giving them good sex education, giving them the education about the hygiene during the menstruation, and also, uh, you know, explaining the other colleagues as well that what difficulties they can face, how we can be cooperative with these women. Do you think from an authority point of view or from a government point of view, that uh, we need more steps to come out from uh, central or state governments to increase menstrual hygiene in our country. I think with the recent uh, tax cuts, you know, the GST cuts on uh, sanitary napkins from, I think it, it was reduced from 12% to 0%. It has been seen that the amount of uh, sanitary pad usage has gone up significantly even in the rural areas. And it has been in par with the women that are being, I mean, women using it in the urban areas. So this was probably one great step, uh, you know, reducing the cost. And now it's available uh, through the National Health Scheme as well, you know, uh, for a price of as less as 12 rupees per six pads. Uh, it is available through the government. I think women can make use of this. And also, uh, those women who are not convenient, uh, convenient with this, they can be using the cloth pads, which are very safely available now. And what I can say more about this is probably the sanitary pads and all these things have been taken care of. It is the comprehensive self, uh, sex education with emphasis on menstrual cycle information, especially in the rural areas, that will take this to a great uh, level. Okay, and uh, with the toilets being constructed in every uh, schools and uh, colleges and in the rural areas, you know, even, even in the remotest part, I think women and school uh, girls are also having an exposure to this uh, toilets and they have been really, uh, it's been really helping them. But it has to be done to even the nook and corner of India that is possible. So basically it's widespread aware, uh, awareness and eradication of the social taboos associated with this menstruation that is very important. And finally, what I feel is it is installation of this pride amongst the women. You know, it should not be considered as something, uh, it, it is not an impediment to our growth. It is not an impediment to our daily lives. We should be proud of our menstrual cycle. We are, this is one of the steps that help us give birth, give a creation. So I think instilling this confidence and this uh, kind of pride in our young girls, which will solve most of the issues related to menstruation, that is the amount of dysmenorrhea, amount of excessive bleeding, is totally reduced. You know, to a great extent, it gets reduced when the woman accepts it with all her heart. As a gynecologist, what are some of the tips that you would like to give to the listeners out there on having a good uh, menstrual hygiene practice? See, first and foremost, they have to be prepared for this menstruation. So you should know when your periods are actually uh, coming in. So this is especially for the women who have regular periods. Of course, those who do not have regular periods, they have to be ready with the sanitary pad uh, every day. And women being prepared, that is having a sanitary pad all the time or in your workplace, you know, makes most of the problems easy. And second thing, when you know that you have little pain or discomfort, or excessive bleeding during the periods, be prepared with the medications that are required uh, with, those kind, with those conditions. 
And third thing, if you know that you have very severe pain, it is not like the uh, usual uh, few hours or one day pain that every woman has, then it is very important to have a gynec consultation. Make sure that there is no abnormal conditions or pathological conditions like, as I mentioned, fibroids or the PID or adenomyosis, endometriosis. Know what exactly is there in your body. Get an ultrasound done if it is very severe pain. So being prepared, I think, is half the uh, ward one. All right. I think that's it from my end. Thank you so much, ma'am, for uh, joining with us today. I hope uh, our listeners would have definitely gained a lot of perspective from this interaction. Thank you so much, ma'am. It was a pleasure to have Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.